WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 819, you're tuned to WGNS on this Monday morning. Today is the 1st of August, and in studio with us this morning, Pettis Reed. How are you this morning? Okay, how about you this morning, Scott? I am doing good. And you're part of the Rutherford County Historical Society, which has really, I I think, grown over the years. It has. uh, I'm currently president of that organization, and, you know, the... uh, historical society some people call us the hysterical society at times but that's usually dealing with saturday morning we uh we have what we have uh we we call a conversation and coffee every saturday morning there from nine to twelve o'clock we invite people to come in and visit with us uh, there at the ransom schoolhouse over on academy and it has really become something that people really enjoy due to the fact they can come in and discuss history with us. They can come in there and talk about family and ancestry. We have the ability to go back and look at some of this that's happened here in Rutherford County. We know where to go find some of these things. We, we help them out. And uh, it's amazing the people that show up on Saturday morning. We don't know when they walk through the door, but when they do leave, they become friends. They usually become members of the historical society and then we all start from there it's um, it's usually a great group we as i said hysterical sometimes it's quite funny the things that come out of there the things that we look back upon the things we pull out we have people bring some interesting subjects uh, they, they bring interesting items uh, from the old family do you know what this is and, you know, it, it's sort of, you know, when they bring some of these things, everybody says, hey, have you any idea what they would have used this for? Well, a lot of things, when you look at old items, they were most of the times developed for the current situation. In other words, I need something to do this. And they made it from that. Well, people find it and they say, well, I guess everybody used it that day like this. Well, not necessarily. That's just primarily what they had to have for that particular situation, and they went from there. They're, they're not like us today. They go down to the hardware store, they go to the, the big box store, and we buy whatever we need, and that works. They made it. And uh, we have found some very interesting items. And the good part is, uh, as we sit there and try to determine what in the world they use it for, and uh, some of it's uh, museum quality items that uh, are pretty good. You know, it, it sounds almost like that TV show, The Antiques Roadshow. Yeah, absolutely. People just bring stuff in and say, you know, hey, what, what's this? Found it in my closet, found it in my attic, or wherever they found it. Yeah, yeah. Or, or say, well, I went to my grandmother's house. We're in the process of having to clean things out of there, and we're finding all of these things back there. And I'm all the time... Uh, kidding my children i'll come in with something and my daughter said why in the world did you buy that and i said well it's to make my auction more exciting whenever (laughs) y'all have to sell off my stuff but uh 
a lot of it is things that individuals buy and they just put back because they have been to someone else's auction and saw this and they, they want to buy it. For, for example, on myself, if I go to a farm auction and they have lard paddles, mm-hmm. a lot of people say, a lard paddle. What in the world is a lard paddle? Well, a lard paddle is what they used to make lard with back when they used to kill hogs. Huh. And it was usually, a lot of them are quite unique. Uh, everybody had their own specific lard paddle they'd save, and they'd always use it to put in the kettle, and they'd, they'd cut up the fat and put in there, and they'd heat it, and, and, and they'd have somebody sit there and stir that, uh, that fat around until it became lard. And uh, they had a paddle that was special to them that they would build i mean it's just primarily a wooden stick in some situation a lot of them were quite ornate in what they do and and whenever it would come up to sale at an auction a lot of times i would see it and i'd say that's a lard paddle and a lot of people said well what's old stick of it i'd buy it (laughs) and i've got i've got a closet full of them well come my auction somebody's gonna say we got a we got a pile of sticks here we got to sell but they're they're (laughs) lard paddles but that, that's what you have, and uh, the, this is quite interesting. What is someone else's trash is somebody else's treasure. And in history, we find this, and we, it takes us back to what they would have used these things for and what they would have gone from there, and it tells us a lot of things about how it was done, how, how they went on to accomplish the things they did in comparison to where we are today. I, I was just reading this morning. Uh, back in 1836, here in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County, uh, I'm continually hearing the last few days a lot of people's coming down with COVID, and we're all talking about COVID. Well, in 1836, Murfreesboro and Rutherford County was hit with cholera. Oh, wow. Cholera took out a third of the population around here. That's wild. And you don't hear about that anymore. No. But... There was very little you could do there. And what people did in Murfreesboro, they went to the hill country, it says. They left here, went to the hill country. And as I read these things and I go through this, okay, their answer to trying to get over these particular illnesses and whatever, um, they would quarantine themselves. What we're told even today, here we are in the 21st century, we still quarantine. And they were doing it back then. They got out of Dodge is what they did. So where did they go? Because, you know, I I think of in today's times, I know for like a weekend getaway, a lot of folks go to Chattanooga, Gatlinburg, places like that. But we're talking about going somewhere to rest and recover. Where, Where did they go? When they said the hill country, it was primarily going back towards Cannon County, back that way, DeKalb County, going up into the hills, or going towards Cumberland County, back that direction. Would they pitch a tent in some cases? Uh huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. They, they go outside. So uh, it was quite interesting. It just so happened this was a short uh, spell of this, uh, but uh, but they they were dealing with cholera, and uh, this and. You know, we think we've got it tough. Yeah, it was much different back then. Back the then, medications were not anywhere uh-uh. near like it'd be nowhere a shot near. of whiskey versus uh, real yeah. medicine. Pretty much it. Pretty yeah. much it. And and what they had to deal with, uh, they had some 
powders and things that they would use for that. And uh, they had citizens that had specific uh, chores, they called it, and uh, they basically ran around and helped the families in what they had to do. Interesting. Now, if anybody has questions about anything related to history here in Rutherford County, feel free to text it in or call it in 615-893-1450. Our guest today, Pettis Reed. Uh, Now, someone says they found or they found years ago an old airplane that looks as if it crashed somewhere in the Rockville area. They found this a number of years back somewhere close to the snail shell cave area uh do you have any details on an old plane crash i i don't know how many years back it dates well there was uh you know it depends on the plane the type of plane and things of this type of what they have there i mean they can track some of that there was a plane tra- uh, crash in that area it was back off of um, winrow road Okay. Uh, in that area, and that's out towards Snellshell Cave. But now, I would say there wouldn't be that much of it left. Now, the one you're talking about, that, that was like in the 70s or so, wasn't back it? Back that direction. Now, uh, another one I, I haven't heard or, or I haven't know heard of, of any recent ones out there. Not anytime soon yeah. or, or prior to that. But, uh, yeah, they could have possibly found something like that or whatever. But uh, I'm not aware of that of that plane crash. But I mean, it can be traced uh, if yeah, with uh, a tail number. If, yeah, if it's we, there should be a number somewhere there. there. If if not, uh, it's probably removed and it, whatever. You know, it's it's interesting out in the Rockville area, outside of apparently plane crashes from years ago. The cave system out there. There's so many caves, not just Snellshell, but there's other caves out there. On, on different land belonging to different farmers and and I've been in a couple of them and I know one I went into it was I think much bigger than what Snellshell Cave is and we had to crawl in this very small opening to get into it but once you're in there there was a creek that ran through it and it was really really big there is uh, pretty much like a river that runs through all of that. You know, I keep saying a river runs through <laughs> it, but it literally, that's what it is. There are areas out there in the Rockville area going towards Versailles, back that away. Many times uh, back during when we had horses and mules, there were areas, I could take you to one right now, where they had steps that would go down through a hole of an area up there like a sinkhole but you'd go down there to get water to bring back out to feed the to water the horses but within that area there's water that run there i mean it run under underground somewhat like a river and they had fish in it and the thing about the fish were they they didn't have eyes and they were pretty much white they stayed underground all the time this water and that area runs totally uh, in the direction of the Harpeth River. Hmm. Uh, a lot of it does. In fact, we were just looking the other day uh, at some property that's located out near the Rockville School. There have been dye tests that have been done in a lot of those cave areas. And the majority of it does run in those directions. Interesting. And uh, it, it carries that way. But... There is a, a great aquifer underneath that area out there that carries a, a quite a bit of underground water. 
And whenever you have flooding in that, that particular area out there, what happens is that underground system fills with water and it backs up into these sinkholes and then it comes back up to the surface. And a lot of the flooding is due to the fact those sinkholes have held all the water they can and it's got to come somewhere else. So the flooding is not necessarily coming from the rain, but coming from those sinkholes coming back up above ground and, uh, and coming back out. And what happens a lot of the times, you'll have water that will come up into areas that floods and in a matter of hours, it's gone. Wow. Just disappears. Uh, there is the Concord Creek out that uh, way near Concord and Rockville. Uh, that particular creek has a sinkhole in the creek. Hmm. And water will come up in it and uh, starts flooding. And then all of a sudden, once the water downstream from it towards, uh, goes towards the harpet, it starts running down. All of a sudden, that creek goes down, too. It, it's... I mean, you can almost see it. Um, where I used to live, uh, out there on down from the farm I'm on right now, I've seen rains where all of a sudden it looks like fountains. It looks like Opryland. I mean, water is just guys coming up as a geyser, right? Out in, out in the middle of the field, you'll see this water coming up. It's due to the pressure <clears throat> underground yeah. that's pushing that water up. So it, it's all over that area out there. And I hear people say, well, I went down in this sinkhole and I followed these caves and whatever. It scares me to death because I just know how quick that water can come and how quick that water can go. And there's been a lot of rescues in Snail Shell Cave over the Absolutely. years, a whole lot. That's the reason that the Snail Shell Cave has now been blocked off. Uh, it's just to prevent that because it comes fast. Uh, if you happen to come by down Highway 99, other side of Dollar General, you'll notice a piece of property right there. I can remember as a kid going by that on a bright sunny day, it'd be totally clear. You'll come back from Murfreesboro and there'd be water standing on it. Hmm. And it hadn't even rained there. It come from somewhere else and the water has come up through some other way. And, and I know there's been studies done. You were talking about the dye in the yeah. water to determine where the water in the cave went and came out and all that stuff. But I know there's been a lot of geographical studies and I think there's even maps available online where you can see how how big this underground water system is it is and and it's very large uh, uh that, that's what we were looking at this other day we had it up on a big screen looking at it and it's and uh, when you see all the arrows you see the reds and the blues and you see the directions they're going um it's just amazing to sit there and look at that and you have to stop and think that years not that many years ago those sinkholes out that way, that was our trash system. I mean, we have people now complain about Mount Trashmore. Yeah. Our trash system were these sinkholes. And that's where people would go and dump their cans and their metals and things would go off in these sinkholes. And, uh, of course, they didn't see it anymore. Out of sight, out of mind. Well, they were also plugging up a lot of these waterways, too. And uh, it, it's uh, it, it's interesting you bring that up because I remember as a kid here in Rutherford County, I, a friend of mine, his parents were farmers, and one of the sinkholes on their property, I remember that's used that used to be where they would dump old, just old garbage, yeah. and uh, people didn't really 
I don't think they didn't understand the underground water system like they do today, of course. No, it was a hole. Yeah. It was just a hole. Now, our farm, we had some on it that were fairly good size sinkholes or openings in the ground. Uh, the reason we knew a little bit more about them than maybe the average individual did out that way is we would have livestock that sometimes would fall in these holes and there would be ledges. And we would spend a lot of time with uh, pulleys and uh, levers and we would go down there to bring these calves and things off of these ledges and bring them back out of that hole. It, to save them as best we could. There were a lot of them we lost. We had, we, I know one that we had on the farm that was so large that you could throw a rock in it and you would stand there for the longest waiting for it to hit water. But you'd stand there and you would count and all of a sudden you'd finally hear it hit water. And you knew it was that far down there. And uh, I can remember one day that we had a calf to drop off in that hole and ended up on a ledge and seemed like the entire community showed up and had truck had their headlights pointed and everybody was working to get that calf out of that hole and everybody around there knew how dangerous that hole was but we knew there was water there we knew all of this there and we knew we didn't throw anything in there because i had a grandfather that would tell you don't throw anything in there because that's our drinking water. Our yeah. water is coming from this direction or whatever. And he knew that. Uh, and uh, But a lot of people didn't. They just yeah. didn't understand that. And uh, But that's where a lot of the water come from. Again, Pettis Reed with us this morning with the Rutherford County Historical Society who meets regularly every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock for coffee. And that's at the old Ransom Schoolhouse where you meet. Um, but there is so much history here in Rutherford County and the sinkhole part of it. You know, sinkholes are well known across Tennessee. And I'm sure a lot of southern states, well, a lot of states all over the place have sinkholes. But sinkholes are scary because they can literally, if you don't know there's one on your land, one day there's not a sinkhole. Next thing you know, there's a huge hole. Uh, do we have a lot of those in Rutherford County? We don't have the same problem, say, like Florida. You know, Florida can have a whole building just drop out of nowhere. And I've heard stories about that. Yeah, and that's due to the fact that their soil is a sandy soil. Uh, they have sandstone. I mean, it's a totally different situation. We have limestone. Uh, limestone uh, usually is changed by water, and it's but by the fact that it's running water. And that's what takes it out, and that's what makes the holes fall out. Now, uh, I've seen a lot of times in fields where a hole will develop out there that hasn't been there before. And, I, I mean, I have been bush hogging across the field, and all of a sudden my front tire will all of a sudden catch a hole that hadn't been there before. But uh, it, it's not a gigantic hole usually. It, it's not the fact that you're going to lose the whole tractor in most situations. But it's there. It's one you've got to understand. And then there are people who say, well, we're going to close this hole. We're going to bring in a bunch of rock. We're going to close it up, and it's going to be there. That can be done. Uh, I mean, you have to bring in somebody that knows exactly what they're doing because you have to understand we're talking about water. Water moves, and water goes where water wants to go. Uh, 
you can close it off, but it's going to come out somewhere else. So you got to think about where this is going. So the way that they do that, they they feel around it, but they also have a way of working with that pressure where it doesn't just totally uh, stop it. And uh, you got you got to bring in an expert who knows what he's doing with that. Again, with us this morning, Rutherford County Commissioner Pettis Reed. We are going to take a short break and. When we come back, we're going to touch base on some more historic things in Rutherford County, one of which I know this was one of those rumors that's been circulated on social media. Local residents have talked about it way before Internet came around, and that is a tunnel underground supposedly somewhere between the square and, I don't know, I've heard all the way to Oakland's Mansion, then I've heard opposite direction all the way out there towards Murphy Springs. But that's one of those things that people have heard, one of those old tales, and I'd like to know more about that and many other things, too. But when we come back, let's touch base on that. Time right now, 8.39. You're listening to WGNS and this morning's topic, History in Rutherford County. We'll be right back. Turn to Turner Security. Hey, it's Brian Barrett. Here at the radio station, we needed a security solution to keep the staff safe while also giving us some flexibility with guests entering the building. I've tried to find a solution for years, met countless representatives, and they all said it can't be done. That is, until I turned to Turner Security. Not only is it done, it's done right. For your home or business, take it from me. Turner Security is the only place I'd turn. Turn to Turner Security. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Hello, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Don't let your dog be bored this fall. Come see us at Animal City for some of the best toys to keep them entertained and engaged. Come see us at Animal City and let our 32 years experience benefit you and your pets. Come check out our selection here at Animal City. We have freshwater, saltwater, corals, and more. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Good morning, sweetheart. Time to wake up. Ah, the morning's first whispers. Don't want to be late for school. As the sun rises over Murfreesboro, the miracle of fall springs to life. Are you out of bed? Your family must respond. Have you brushed your teeth? And as the crisp new morning crescendos, time bends. Mom, I can't find my homework. The relaxation of summer is no longer recognizable. Where are your shoes? Hey, where are my shoes? Instincts kick in. You're gonna miss the bus. A new language bursts forth. It's time to go. You'll need every tool at your disposal. Every single morning. An anchor. Anchors to guide you. Fortunately, Amy, Ben, Rebecca, Nick, Leland, and Nikki D are with you. Good morning, I'm Leland Statham. And I'm Nikki D. Ray. Changing weather, traffic conditions, news to keep you safe. Don't venture out into back to school without News Channel 5 this morning. Don't throw away old flags. WGNS retires old glory with respect. Bring those tattered Bibles here too. We're more than talk. 
Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 842 on this Monday morning, today the 1st of August. And with us in studio today, we have Pettis Reed, and we're talking local history in Rutherford County. And before that last break, I mentioned, you know, that whole idea of a a walkway, a cave, an underground tunnel, somewhere between the downtown square and any number of places. Because we've heard caves from the downtown square to Oakland's mansion, We've heard of uh, caves from the downtown square to Murphy Spring area. Um, but I haven't met anybody who's actually been able to say without a doubt, yep, I saw that. I saw the walkway, the cave, the tunnel, nothing. So what what types of stories have you heard about underground tunnels in Murfreesboro? I've heard it all my life that there's underground tunnels and, and uh, they're all over the place. My question is, I've heard so many tunnels run so many different ways under Murfreesboro. I don't know how we're above ground. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're, they're everywhere uh, from what people say. And I have yet, really, I have yet to talk to that person that has been through all these tunnels. Uh, you know, maybe at some time there may have been a tunnel dug somewhere to one place that now it is filled. I, I don't know. The one from, uh, there is one from what used to be the old Murfreesboro Bank and Trust Company. Mm-hmm. There is a tunnel under there of such, but that tunnel was primarily used for uh, pipe uh, and that sort of thing. They had files down there. Uh, I, I mean, that one you can see, but it doesn't go anywhere. Really, it doesn't go to the courthouse. It just happened to be dug under that way. It doesn't come out at the courthouse anywhere that I know of. And when you hear people talk about these tunnels underground, in your mind, you're thinking, well, kind of like, a, you know, the Congressional Rayburn Building, for example, in Washington, yeah. D.C. Well, you do have a bona fide tunnel that leads to the the White House or or. or the capital to the capital um it, it goes from there from there to the capital i've been in that tunnel i have too yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's uh, really it's cool and yeah. it's a real tunnel but we don't have that that i know of here in rutherford county i i, I don't either there there has been said that there's one from uh, east main church christ to um, like oakland or somewhere mm-hmm. like that uh just it hasn't been all that many years that um we have attempted well we have put a balcony in the in that church building and we had to go down to bedrock to put the supports and when we worked downstairs we were next to some of the wall down in there and there seemed to be somewhat of a hole down there in that wall but it's primarily um, the soil had come away from some rock and this sort of thing but as far as a tunnel we didn't find a tunnel that, that went anywhere. But, yes, you hear this. And, you know, the thing about Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro has so much history. When you go back and you look at it, uh, when you look at the Civil War that was here, uh, that history right there will cause a lot of these stories to be told. Uh, I think there's a story told about a tunnel that, that the uh, – from the courthouse to the train depot, there's a tunnel there that that's how they move slaves and this sort of thing. 
no tunnel has ever been found. Uh, you know, th this is a, a quite historical town, uh, a historical county and everything we do there. When you go and read all the things that, that have happened within this county and, and, and how it was done, and it's particularly the courthouse that we have here, it's one of four uh, pre-Civil War courthouses that are still left within the state of Tennessee. That one being built in, in 1859. Uh, it replaced the old courthouse because it was in such bad shape. They wanted one that was more grandeur, and they did it. Uh, they, they did one that had a, had a metal roof on top. Uh, it had a, a foundation that you couldn't really, uh, none of the other buildings around there had anything similar to it. The walls are uh, quite thick, built out of a three to four brick in many places within that, that courthouse. So when it was completed nearly three years later, the Civil War began. Well, following the Civil War, that brand new courthouse, brand new courthouse, all the furnishings were gone. Every glass window in it was broken. The metal was either blown away or torn away due to soldiers walking on top of that courthouse. It 75% of the roof leaked inside that building. It was a mess after the imagine. Civil War. And they had to come back and totally redo that building all over again. Around that courthouse, the Union Army had put up a 120-foot cedar flagpole. That, that's really tall. That's tall. You're, you're that's that's huge. Like 12 stories tall. A 120-foot cedar, and it was supposed to be clear cedar. And uh, it had a 20 by 36 uh, flag on it. And, and this would have been down on the square. On area. the square, yeah, okay. yeah. So after the after they were primarily through with it, they took that cedar pole down and made boxes out of it and became souvenirs of the Battle of Murfreesboro that they sent huh. back home. But you know that's history of what happened. That what I get from that as I sit here and read that, and, and in fact I've I've got the book. It was one of John Spence's <laughs> annuals of Rutherford County, and he quotes about that 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 uh, pole, a 120-foot-tall cedar that would handle a 20-by-36-foot flag. That's a good-sized cedar. And that just tells you about what the trees were like here in Rutherford County at that time. I, you know, Finding a 120-foot-tall cedar right now is difficult. You have to go to the Redwood National Forest, yeah, I think. Yeah, but now if you go through some of the older homes here in Rutherford County, that were built prior to the Civil War. Um, my grandparents' home was built in 1842, and we had to dismantle that house uh, due to the fact of condition and whatever. The, uh, the floors, the, the supports to that floor were cedar poles. Yeah. Still had the bark on them. They were that huge, they were that large, and they'd come off the Versailles knob. But that's the type of trees that were around here prior to the Civil War. And this is something that, you know, as you go back and you read these things, today you think, wow, I would love to have seen those trees or just to walk through those forests. And, uh, but, but it's here and it's, it's, in, it's in black and white on page. 
And uh, that's what we look at at the Historical Society. This is things that, that we look at, and, you know, this is way things used to be around here, and it gives us the opportunity to talk about them and do that. We now have the museum that's located in the uh, historical courthouse. And, we, and a lot of work's gone into that museum. How big of a museum is this within the courthouse? Right now, it's... Uh, it's five rooms. It's at the lower floor is where it's located. We're also going to fix a uh, upstairs room. They'll give us more room. We have so many things that have been given to us. There's only so much that we can, can exhibit. But uh, we have just passed a resolution uh, dealing with the uh, operation of that museum. Uh, that is going to be in the control of our archives office as well as Middle Tennessee State University's uh, preservation department is going to help us with it. So we've got it where it's taken care of. This evening at the uh, steering committee for the uh, county commission, we'll be po uh, appointing a set of trustees to overlook everything that's happening within that. So. We're, we're going to have it fixed where that museum is going to be something available to Rutherford County for a good while. So this resolution that was passed by the county commission, that that is going to, I guess, put in, of course, history, saying that this museum is going to be cared for for, what, X amount of years to come or for as long as the courthouse stands? As long as the courthouse stands. And, and basically what we're talking about, this is the operations and supervision of that, of that museum. In other words, it's just not sitting there and say, hey, come and look. Some people are going to put some things in it. It's going to be looked at. It means it's going to be looked after. And it means it's going to be uh, renewed. It's just not going to be the same old things that was there. You can, we're going to change it out. Um, we have, like I said, a museum, if you don't fix it where the public can come in and see things without it all piled on top of each other, uh, it doesn't work. Yeah. This one right here is going to be done in a very professional way where it would be interchangeable every so often, where there's something new coming. And, and what we've got so uh, it'd be something the county can be proud of so if for those listening for those who have not been to this new museum yet in the county courthouse where is it when you walk in those front doors that face east main street if you walk right in those front doors it'll be there on your left we have a security guard that is sitting there he'll be able to tell you just go in and, and start start your tour walk around and look and see what's going on <coughs> Excuse me, but it's fairly well a self-guided tour where you can see and, and see all the different things. You know, I've had people say, well, I guess y'all put in a Civil War museum there. No, it's not. This is from Rutherford County's very beginning, from when it was first established here as, as Rutherford County. You go in there, you'll see it all the way up to today. It covers everything that's ever happened here in Rutherford County in a roundabout way. It has furnishings from old homes. It has uh, information. It includes Central High School in there and how it began. It includes uh, many different things. There's one room you can walk in there, and the walls have been fixed where you can see what the old square looked like back in the 20s and 30s. Very cool. You're, you look like uh, you can see the old cars parked there. You can see what 
what the Roxy looked like over here, the old theater. You, you can see exactly what Murfreesboro would have been like. You know, those who are in that era of, let's say they're 25 years old on up to 45 years old, they've got a hunger for history of Rutherford County because a lot of them have not grown up in Rutherford County. Uh, we have so many people who move here monthly. But, you know, like we've talked about before, so many are, are transplants from other areas and they come here for their job. Right. Um, but a lot of people don't know a lot of history about Rutherford County who have not grown up here. Right. Right. And then we have a have one room in there that uh, deals with the African-American population and and what's happened with them in Rutherford County. It, it, it's a great museum. And, and, and it's still in the old museum built in 1859. So do you ever foresee that museum in the county courthouse growing, expanding? And if so, <coughs> I guess that would mean we're going to have to move more offices around. Well, right now, your main offices there, of course, is the trustee where you go and pay your taxes and the mayor's office. And then we have finances upstairs. And then you also have the court chambers which all have become, when, when you go to the second floor, you're looking at the courtroom where the commission meets now, but it's already been restored back to the 1860s. So the courthouse has already been restored as it would have been back when it was built in 1859. I mean, the carpeting even resembles similar to what it would have been at that time. The, um, the desk that we as commissioners sit at resemble those desks and where they would have met. I mean, it's all as it would have been at that time. So that entire courthouse is a museum. Interesting. The resolution that we have here pretty much states that that entire building now is a museum. When you go outside, there is a section of fence that come from the original uh, courthouse that had hmm. been there. That was donated to us from the late Bubba Woodfin. I, so there's all sorts of things that are on that courthouse square that are there that are now part of. In fact, when you pull in the inner circle, you're in the museum. So. I love it. We only have a minute or so left, uh, but it, this history that is alive and well in Rutherford County is growing because more and more folks who have lived here for years, the ones who are from here, they're donating different things to Rutherford County to keep as historical pieces for others to enjoy someday. But at the same time, now this is cool, the old Goldstein building, it's about to be revamped and I, I guess uh, I, I don't know what you would call it but it's gonna I, I mean it's they're, they're preserving it it's gonna be totally redone re reworked and of course I guess you say repurposed due to the fact that we'll be back in there using it as it was and that was one of the first department stores downtown Murfreesboro the major department store that's where I got my first Cub Scout uniform was there at Goldstein's that's building cool. but but yes, uh, very much so. Our uh, Ransom Schoolhouse, we have just finished painting and redoing it on the inside. It's totally been renewed inside and out. We invite people to come down and see us there because it too 
Uh, we're looking at restoring it back to have it looking exactly as it would have been back in the uh, 1920s or whatever when we had a one-room schoolhouse there. So as we close this morning, again, our guest has been Pettis Reed, County Commissioner and the Rutherford County Historical Society. Folks who are listening are invited to go there every Saturday morning at 9 for coffee and maybe they can tell their family's story to different folks at the Historical Society and then tie more history together to learn more about their family themselves. We'd love to have them. Again, every Saturday morning at 9 at the old Ransom Schoolhouse. And uh, Pettis, thanks for joining us this morning. Enjoyed it. Time right now, 8.59. A check on the news and more comes your way next. After that, the roundtable will be on the air with your host, J. Paul Newman. That comes your way in just a couple of minutes. I'm Jan Height, and I came to Adams Place because my son and daughter-in-law live here in Murfreesboro. I did go to two other independent living places here in Murfreesboro, but just coming down the driveway in here, I said this is the place because it reminded me of Gone with the Wind. I love the grounds. It's definitely the place for me. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart.